You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Portisubs. A medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, himscom slash J-O-Y. It's College Football Saturday as the Texas Longhorns host the Kansas State Wildcats. Listen in Saturday at 8.30 on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM, KRLB, Las Vegas. I will fight you. Come down and see me right now. I am at Buffalo Wild Wings. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, this is Unnecessary Roughness. This is about the players, this is about the Raiders, and this is about this organization. And we're tired of losing. It's not a good feeling. We're a production-based business. We're about competition, being competitive, and play with an edge and a swag and a certain confidence that we walk out that damn tunnel that everybody watching TV can see it. Here's your boy Q. Here we are kicking off hour number three of the show. Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. A lot of Raider Nation here representing. A lot of folks enjoying happy hour, enjoying Friday. Work is overrated, so come on out, hang out with us, and and have a really good time because that's what we plan on doing. We're a couple minutes away from talking to LSU Lady Tiger head coach Kim Mulkey as they're in town on Monday for the Hall of Fame series. They've got some really good games going on, and we'll tell you all about that in just a few minutes. Let's go out to the phone lines, though, real quick. Let's talk to uh, Raider 27. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, happy birthday, Q. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. Man, I'll tell you what, I really appreciated you uh, acting like you knew me when you saw me in the stadium. <laughs> the Patriots. That was pretty cool, Q. You're so cool, man. You're just like smooth all the way. I know <laughs> you got to be walking away going, who the heck was that? <laughs> you treated me like I had been your friend for 20 years. You were glad to see me, so I appreciate that. You know, Absolutely. You were, you were at that game, and... That's like I go to a couple games every year. I have never seen a Raider crowd subdued like that, mm-hmm. and it was like seventy thirty Raiders. There weren't that many Patriots fans in there until the fourth quarter, when it's like, hey, we might win, and then it just got so loud I couldn't believe how loud it was. But it was like a friend of mine isn't a fan of the Raiders, but they love to go to the games, and they both said as we when we got back to the room, they were like. What was wrong with the crowd, man? I didn't hear any Raiders. Right. Like, it wasn't like like it was the last couple, three years we've gone. It was just like everybody's like walking on eggshells or subdued or something. And, and you know what? I think I think McDaniel's had a lot to do with everything, every phase of the organization. I, I'm listening to the radio the last few days. I've heard more excitement about the Raiders and what's going to happen, and and just since, you know, Antonio Pierce took over, I was ready to run through a wall. You know, I mean, I think it's going to make a big difference, and, and let's see how it goes. You know, if it goes really good, I hope he gets to stay, because I think he's the kind of leader that the Raiders need, but yeah. anyway, I wanted to thank you again for treating me like you knew me, and treating me like I was a friend, and uh, I hope I hope Antonio Pierce does a great job, and uh, I hope the excitement gets back in that stadium because, truthfully, the in-game experience is so much better when the crowd's hype than it is when the crowd's just waiting for the next bad thing to happen. Right. You know, so I'm on down for you. Thank you. <laughs> 
Hey, thank you. Great call. Great call. Yeah, man, it's great to hang out with you. It's great to hang out with all of Raider Nation, man. I really do mean it when we're at Coors Light Landing and we're able to meet and greet and hang out and just talk some Raider football in general. It is one of the most favorite part of my days. I mean, it really is just because we have a lot of fun and, uh, like I said, able to talk some Raider football. Well, let's get one more quick call in. Let's talk to Hardcore. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Hardcore Raider? Hey, Q. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. I, I I would uh, I'd sing you a song, but uh, everybody would turn turn off the radio. So <laughs> yeah, don't that. do that. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Hey, you know what? Uh, I do want to give a big shout out to Mark Davis. A lot of respect. He took a lot of gumption for what he did. Um, you know, I kind of texted that to you. That I forgot to say thank you to Mark Davis. But uh, yeah. you know, th- I think I think that is really important. One thing I do want to say, and it's out of respect, uh, not disrespect. Okay. When Mark Davis made the statement that, like, hey, you know, he knows what 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 he doesn't know or, or what he knows and he doesn't know much about football or whatever, um, that was also at a time where we were working on getting, you know, a new location and a mm-hmm. stadium built and all this. You know, he had his plate full, to say the least, you know. Um, now I think it might be a little bit different. And, you know, I think Mark has been through a lot of, like, learning lessons to the point where, I think he should actually have a bigger role. I know a lot of Raider Nation will probably think I'm crazy, but, you know, every, everybody said, like, you know, Mark Davis needs to hire the right guys and not have, like, a hand in this. But I, I think he needs to have a bigger hand. And I'm not saying he needs to have a Jerry Jones, ro- ro- uh, yeah, like, role. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I'm not saying he doesn't ask these guys questions and stuff. But when Dan Patrick was there during the, this last draft, Mark, I think it was going into the second round or at the end of the first round, Mark Davis straight up said, he's like, hey, there's a linebacker there. What about this guy? So he's, he's definitely thinking, you know. So I, I would just like to – and I'm not saying he has it, but I would just like for him to ask these guys questions. If we're going to draft somebody, hey, why do you like that guy? Like, yeah. how soon do he's going to be a starter? Like, you know, what what's going to be the long-term uh, effect of, like, you know, the Raiders? And, you know, have a, I want him to have a bigger role because I think he's actually got a, a, a better football mind in, uh, than most people think. And I think he's probably learned from a lot of lessons. And moving forward, hopefully he uh, implements some of those instead of just washing his hands clean, relying on everybody else uh, to get it done. Because what, what what we've been doing before hasn't worked. Right. So if he can ask these guys questions and maybe hold them all to a higher accountability, um, you know, more of a, like a, a head manager, you know, just kind of overseeing stuff, that would, I think, mean a lot to me if he's not doing it already. Hey, good stuff, good stuff. Hardcore, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate you. Thanks for the uh, the birthday wishes. And, yeah, I, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, uh, Mark Davis is going to have a, a bigger role. I think he's going to ask the right questions. I think he wants to know the answers. That's why he's not going to go and rush and make a quick decision on anything. I think he's going to take his time and uh, really kind of dig deep into it, talk to people and talk to other people and talk to some more people and really, again, get that leadership and get that coaching in place like like he needs it to be so thanks so much for that call i do appreciate you coming up at 4 30 we have my guy lee sterling from paramountsports.com but right now join us on the phone lines my friend my friend she's also a hall of famer she's also a national champion again that's head coach kim mulkey from the lsu lady tigers and coach thanks so much for your time this afternoon definitely appreciate you and I haven't had a chance to even talk to you since you won uh, the national championship with uh, with LSU. Uh, how was it just to go back home and help lead the Lady Tigers to a national championship? Well, Q, you've seen us win quite a few when we were in Waco together and at Baylor University. And to think that I and my staff we came back to Louisiana and we've done it for another school in the great state of Louisiana, you can imagine. It's uh, crazy. It's uh, uh, it's 
this culture is like none other, and people are still, still, just last night, we all sat with 1,500 fans watching the documentary that LSU produced, and it was just quite touching. I bet, I bet. The celebration never ends, right? <laughs> that's that's awesome. Winning never gets old, that's for sure. And uh, you're getting ready to get back onto the court. Matter of fact, your program's going to be here in Vegas Monday night at T-Mobile Arena. How excited is it just to get back on the court? I know, I know that's your passion. You love it. Well, it's going to be exciting because it's a new team. We lost uh, three of our starters and a lot of great uh, players um, came into our program. We signed the number one recruiting class. We signed the number one transfer class. So I'm excited to see how good we can be. We're certainly not the team we were when the season ended, but we opened up with uh, Colorado, who's top 20 and they have seven of their eight returning players, and they're going to be a little bit more poised than we will be. Uh, but uh, it'll be a good game, hopefully, and um, we're ready to go to Vegas. We'll head that way tomorrow afternoon after we practice here. And, uh, you know, there's no place like Vegas. <laughs> well, yeah, there's no place like Vegas, but I think Louisiana, I think New Orleans, I think that, they, you know, they've got they got something going on down there, too. So I'm sure you guys are uh, having some good parties as well and good times. <laughs> well, we do know how to party in Louisiana. We know how to eat. Yeah. And uh, yet, at the same time, uh, we're coming there uh, on a business trip. Right. And that's the hard part when you go to Vegas is uh, you want to do all the things. And certainly, we will try to do that with the team. But it's a business trip first. Yes, it is. Matter of fact, the Hall of Fame series on Monday, HOFseries.com. You can get your tickets right now starting at $25. LSU versus Colorado It's going to be a really good game. Look forward to that. And as far as just, you know, getting your team fired up and ready to, to go and be the defending national championship champions, you've been there, you've done that. How hard is that to kind of get the, the young ladies, you know, understanding that now they're the hunted? It's not hard. I think when you get on that court, you're going to figure it out real quick if you uh, don't already know. Mm-hmm. Certainly, you have a target on your back. You have a target because you are the defending champions. And people don't tend to think, well, we're not the same team. They just think, well, you won it last year, and you're going to get everybody's best shot, and that's what you want. We're relevant now in women's basketball at LSU, and that's a good thing. No matter the outcome of the game. Uh, you, you just go and you get better, and then when it gets to playoff time at the end of the year, you hope you're playing your best basketball and that you're healthy. How much was it healthy for the game in general that, you know, there was the great rivalry in that national championship game? I mean, I still remember watching that game like it was yesterday, me and my family sitting on the couch watching uh, LSU going up against Iowa on that Sunday and just kind of had that built-in rivalry now and, and just really healthy for the game. Well, I've done this a lot, a lot of times, Q, and you know that in my life as a player, an assistant coach, and a head coach. And I can't tell you (laughs) about that championship game and and what made it so special, almost 10 million viewers Mm -hmm. and the the atmosphere. And uh, it was was like none other. And I, I can come up with a lot of reasons why I think that it was like that, but uh, what I do know is it's great for the game. It was great for LSU. It was great for Iowa, and um, it was it, it was just different. And uh, I hope that women's basketball uh, will take off and continue down this path uh, that that we saw at the Final Four last year in Dallas. 
I agree 100%. It was exciting. It was electric. Uh, it was a lot of fun to watch that game and, and really just watch uh, your whole team navigate throughout the season and, and, and just continue to grow and, and go ahead and win that, that championship. Again, we're talking with head coach Kim Mulkey here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. How long does it take for you to realize, okay, I have a really special team led by some really special players? Um, we don't. We, we did. There was no way we could start this season and year two of our staff being here in this real rebuilding uh, project that we inherited to ever think you were going to win a national championship in year two. I hear coaches say all the time, oh, our goal is to win. Well, every coach's goal is to win, but realistically, what is that team you're coaching capable of doing? I had no idea that uh, we could do a national championship in year two. What we wanted was to finish in the upper half of the SEC, and if you do that, you're going to potentially get a first and second round game on your home court. And if you could win those two, man, you get to the Sweet 16. That's progress, and that's quick progress. And what happened is we just got on a roll. Some teams got beat that were number one seed, and I've always said this. Luck doesn't win championships, but along the way, you got to have a little luck. Yeah. And I thought some people were upset in the bracket, and then in our Utah game, um, the the young lady who missed the free throws and had a chance to take the lead against us, that's the kind of luck I'm talking about. you got to have a break, I guess, is better than using the word luck. And then you got to stay healthy. We, we were able to stay away from any serious injuries last year, and our confidence was through the roof when we started uh, late in the year just beating people and everybody stepping in and, and doing their part. And you've had a lot of really special players, really talented players over the years, of, and, of course, I've covered them and covered your programs. But how special is Angel Reese and what she's able to bring to the table? Well, Angel came to LSU to just get a fresh start. She was at Maryland. That's where she's from. Her brother played for Maryland. Her mom, they're all in that area. And um, she just wanted a fresh start. And little did we know that this culture, this school, um, is exactly what she needed. She is a very um, flamboyant, beautiful, outspoken uh, personality and She's been able to express all of that. Now, I think Angel will quickly tell you, she doesn't get all that if she's not at LSU. And that's just the culture we have here is, is we love people. Uh, we, we just embrace young people. And she has done all this NIL stuff on her own other than the collective that is connected to LSU. Uh, Angel has that personality to attract companies and businesses who want to uh, be a part of NIL deals with her. Talking right now with Coach Kim Mulkey here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. The Lady Tigers will be in action Monday, November 6th. Tickets are available for the Hall of Fame Series uh, at T-Mobile Arena starting at $25 at HOFseries.com. So looking to this team, looking to the team that's going to be on the court against Colorado on Monday, what is just your early outtakes on, on, on them and, and how they can improve and, and you know start to defend their championship? Well, let me start with Colorado and tell people how good they are. Colorado is a top-20 team. They finished Week 16, and uh, they only lost to Iowa um, by 10. Mm. And then, you know, we played Iowa in the championship. So 
they have our attention. And the main thing about Colorado that's so impressive, other than them being talented, they're all seniors and graduates. So you're not looking at a young team. You're looking at a team that has played a lot of basketball together. And um, we've got our hands full. We're trying to replace three starters. We're trying to develop our identity. We are very talented as well, but I don't know how poised we are uh, at this point. That takes many, many practices and lots of games together, but we will get there. Um, What you will see with us is you're going to see we can score the basketball at all positions. Uh, I think our biggest concern or my biggest concern this early in the season is defense. And uh, can we all be on the same page defensively? Uh, This will be, many of them, the very first uh, time to sit and listen to a detailed scouting report. And can they take what we say and transfer it to a game? Those things happen over time. And I know defense is always something that you hang your hat on. Always have your teams fired up and ready to play defensively. It makes everything on the other end of the court that much easier. And, and Coach, you know I've always respected you. I've always respected the way that you've been able to get the most out of your players. What does it take in general for a coach to be able to continue to touch their players and, you know, be on the same level with their players so they understand what they need and just kind of communicate with them because there's a lot of different personalities you've coached, a lot of different skill sets you've coached, but you seem to always find a way to get the most out of each and every one of them. I think you first start with your assistant coaches. You need to surround yourself with people who uh, make you look good and can do things that maybe – head coaches don't want to do, whether that's NIL, whether that's recruiting, whether that is uh, uh, whatever it is. You've got to have good assistant coaches. Mm-hmm. And then a, a head coach um, is the personality of that team. If you're a passive head coach, your kids are going to play passive. If you're aggressive and you're intense and passionate, they tend to be. And I think most players that play for me will tell you she just brings such great passion into that locker room and you feel it and I think that um, if a kid feels your your heart and feels your realness they'll run through a wall for you and they'll allow you to challenge them it's not just a lot of screaming and hollering it's instruction that's coming out of your mouth as a head coach and it's it's criticism but it's constructive criticism because they feel you're for them and you're not trying to belittle them Again, we're talking with uh, Coach Kim Mulkey, the LSU Lady Tigers. And, and Coach, this is the Hall of Fame series that uh, your team is playing uh, in, and you're a Hall of Famer. How does it feel to be a Hall of Famer? You were presented by Michael Jordan. I know you wanted your former coach, Leon Barmore, to be the presenter, but Michael Jordan's a pretty good fallback as well. Uh, How does it feel just to be a Hall of Famer? Hugh, I don't even feel like a Hall of Famer. You just... (laughs) coach you just feel like a coach listen I got talked into being a coach yep. I was never going to be a coach my degrees in business I was working on my master's in business and got talked into to getting into coaching with Leon Barmore and I said I would do it for one year and then I was going to finish my master's and travel all over the country and be a CEO and of some fortune 500 <laughs> company And I guess you could say I am a CEO, but um, maybe not a Fortune 500 company, but a very good institution. And it's what I'm meant to do. Yeah. And it's amazing in life. We think what we're 
going to do, and it's not what we end up doing. And it's been a wonderful career, um, lots of uh, memories, lots of great players I coached. I played for a lot of great coaches. Um, we don't get in this business to become Hall of Fame coaches. A lot of us get in the business to survive and keep a job. <laughs> and to think that um, I've been blessed to not only you know, be elected to a Hall of Fame, but to live to see it. Yeah. Some are never elected until, you know, they're dead and gone. And I've just been blessed. And um, um, this is this is fun. No matter what happens Monday, it's fun to uh, get up and go to work every day and see if we can't try to win another one. I know that's right, Coach. And like I said, you've always done a great job. It's always been fun covering your programs, covering your teams. And again, they, they always you always find a way to get the most out of them and, and make the game that much more enjoyable. Before I let you go, it'd be criminal if I did not ask you, how are the grandbabies doing? How, how's, how's Coach Mulkey's grandbabies? Well, thank you for asking. You know, you touched my heart when you start talking about my family. Mm-hmm. And I uh, said this to the president that hired me at Baylor. If a decision had to be made between my job and my family, that decision was made long ago. And I am now the grandmother of um, three. We lost our first grandchild. She was stillborn, Scout Marie. But then along came Cannon. He's five now and just tall as can be, which is very odd for us because in my family, we don't, we, we're not tall, but he's going to be <laughs> extremely tall. And then his younger sister, Sage Avery, She's two, so I'll get to see them actually the weekend of November 9th. They're going to come to Baton Rouge, and they're going to watch the unveiling of the national championship banner and the distribution of the uh, championship rings that night. So I'm sure I'll have one on each side of me as we go to sleep. Every night they're here. That's awesome. It really is. Man, Cannon's grown up fast. I remember when Cannon was a little, little baby. So uh, there you go. They grow up fast, Coach. Well, congratulations on all your success. It's always great to catch up with you again. The Hall of Fame series on Monday going up against Colorado. Uh, 4.30 uh, Pacific time is when uh, Session 2 will get started. And then, of course, USC and Kansas State will take place on the men's side of things following. So, Coach, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations, and uh, we'll see you on Monday. Thank you, too. Take care. All right, there she goes, Coach Kim Mulkey right there. Good stuff from her. And, again, seeing the LSU Lady Tigers getting ready to defend their title. And uh, I'll tell you, it was a lot of fun watching them go up against Iowa. I remember that Sunday like it was yesterday. All the family was at the house watching that game, and we were all yelling and screaming at the TV as, uh, as that game was unfolding. So it was really cool to see them win that one. Year two of her with the program. Winning a national title. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. We got Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports coming up, uh, probably about ten minutes from now. Let's go out and talk to our guy uh, Raider Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Just kidding. B Mac from B Lot. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Q, what up, man? Happy birthday to you. Thank you, brother. Thank you. I just uh, actually celebrated my birthday on Tuesday. It's Scorpio season, baby. You know. Yeah, there you go. That a boy. Happy birthday. Hey, Scorpio, say thank you, man. My, and my goddaughter brought me a carrot cake, too, for my birthday. <laughs> nice. Cake. Carrot you know, cake, good, baby. Right? Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. For sure, man. Hey, I'm just calling in real quick, man, to tap in. Just say, like, you know, I'm, I'm pretty pumped up for this uh, game. Like, uh, I don't know if you remember back, man, C.O. Moore playing the air guitar after we beat the pants off the 49ers and Kaepernick's last season at the Collie. Man, you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. I remember C.O. Moore. Shout out to C.O. Moore. Man, I'm out there playing that just like that. The air guitar in the middle of the field, everyone at the Coliseum was rocking that day, man. It was crazy. So that's, all I'm, that's the kind of energy I'm feeling right now. Nice. 
I love but, it. But uh, like I, yeah, that's the kind of energy I'm bringing. But you know, I'm just looking forward, man, to just you know a little bit of everything. I can't really put my finger on a lot of it. I want to see. I do want to see Hunter Renfro get more involved. I want to see him get a touchdown. I'm glad he wasn't traded. I think you know he can come out and contribute, and um, just hope he gets out there and does the damn thing, man. That's about it. Hey, good call, good call. Wouldn't that be cool to see Hunter in the end zone? How cool would that be to see Hunter Renfro back in the end zone? That would be awesome. Seeing him in the locker room, I don't think I could even do it justice by subscribe or describing how he looked. But just that that look, not that he was celebrating someone not being there anymore, but knowing that he had a new a new opportunity at what he does. Like it's the one thing that's always blown my mind about the whole situation when it comes to Hunter. Like, how do you not get along with him? You know what I mean? Like, of all people, like, there's some certain cats that I can see in life that you can say, you know what, I can understand not getting along with that dude. There's some people that probably say that about me, and that's okay, right? But Hunter, like, Hunter Redfro, how do you not get along with him? How do you not find a way to use him and get him involved when you know what he can do? And he's never going to sit there and say, I need more balls, I need more targets, I need this, that, and the other. He just wants to do his job and have fun. So I, I never understood why it was always so hard to get him involved. But, man, it would be like poetic justice to see him in the end zone on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. Like that, that would be fantastic, and I guarantee Allegiant would blow up if they saw Hunter in the end zone. Let's, uh, let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Let's talk to Glenn in Denver. Glenn, welcome to the show. Q, happy birthday and happy Friday, brother. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, you know, I'm, I'll make it quick. I know you're up against it. Listening to the players, it's it's crazy because if they're, what they're not saying is, is even louder than what they are saying. Yeah. With uh, McDaniel's departure, and if you listen to um, Hunter just talking about it's it's like he's got a whole new lease on life. It's like a breath of fresh air for him. And talk, I mean, listening to Devontae, they're they're not saying everything. But yeah. they are right, and it, it's it, it's exciting to hear, and it's exciting to really get pumped about this because it's a completely different level of uh, energy now, rather than the, the bland uh, McDaniel's, you know, you know, you know, and all the excuses <laughs> of why it didn't get done. Now it's time to happen, and I think Antonio is going to bring that. So. Man, I, I'm so pumped for Sunday. I can't I can't wait. Nice. Nice. Hey, good stuff, man. Great call. Great call. I do appreciate you. Yeah, we're up against it, but you know what? We're never too far up against it. Shields up. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q. How you doing, man? Today's your day, brother. Happy birthday. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Appreciate man, you. I'm just going to you know, make some comments, man. I just want to thank you for all, acknowledge all your efforts, man, and you're, you're an extension from the locker room press conference to us, to us fan base, man, a much-needed media outlet where we can call up and especially lately vent our joy and anger, <laughs> indifference, anxiety, and just let it all, you know, let it all uh, play out, man. And I really appreciate you you doing this. Uh, and I got us, man, 24-13. Offense is going to score over 20 points. It's a new era. Let's go. Shields up to you, Q. All there right. it is. There it is. Hey, thanks so much, man. Definitely appreciate that. Good stuff. Good stuff. And, uh, yeah, man, let's, let's, let's make this a great weekend for everybody. 
right? I mean, I'm going to celebrate tonight. I'm going to celebrate tomorrow. I'm hopefully I'm celebrating on Sunday too. I hope after the uh, the game is over on Sunday, I hope that uh, not only are we talking about a victory on Monday, but somehow uh, I can go out and get me a bone in ribeye on Sunday night. I'm just saying. I'm going to throw in the atmosphere. Maybe it'll happen. Just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> My dad said that today that when he called me. He was like, uh, yeah, you're going to go out to dinner? I said, yeah. And he said, I, uh, let me guess what you're going to have, a bone in ribeye. I said, yes, sir. He said, where are you going to go? I said, does it matter? He goes, nope, not at all. <laughs> but I know that that's on the, on the menu for you. I said, that is exactly right. That is on the menu. So hopefully we're all celebrating uh, as one big fan base and one big family, uh, that which is Raider Nation. Uh, again, I, I just I would love to see Antonio Pierce be uh, welcomed into the coaching fraternity by picking up a W against his former team, a team he won a Super Bowl with, with the team that he grew up you know, a fan of and watching as he was living there in Compton, California. 428 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings, 6640 North Durango. But I probably don't have to tell you the address because you're already here. Got so many folks here. It's been a lot of fun hanging out here. Uh, come on by. We still got a few more minutes. We got a few tickets and everything to give away, and uh, we'll get you hooked up. We got Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com coming up next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Let's take a look at the lines that can help win you some money. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops on Unnecessary Roughness. And Lee Sterling does join us now from ParamountSports.com like he does each and every Friday at this time. And Lee, thanks so much for your time. I do appreciate you. As always, we're in week nine of the NFL season. It got underway Thursday night football with the Pittsburgh Steelers getting the victory over the Tennessee Titans. And I don't know what it is, man. The Steelers are not very good. Kenny Pickett is not very good. But Mike Tomlin finds a way to get it done by the way with defense, the run game. He just finds a way to get wins. They got five wins on the season. They're second place right now in the AFC North. And it seems like in every single game, they get outstatted. And yeah. it happened again last night. Uh, Tennessee outstatted Pittsburgh 340 to 326. I don't know if we've ever seen a team this late into the season get outstatted every single game and, and win a bunch of them. So hats off to them. I, I don't know if it's sustainable. So cute. So it's, it's um, weird. <laughs> you know, the kid tries hard, but I'll take Will Levis as my quarterback going forward if I have have you know the choice between the two guys. So uh, sometimes in a loss, you see something, you see a spark, and the kid. I mean, he got hit a bunch, but he stood in there. I don't think it was his fault they lost the game. No, I don't either. And I was one that questioned Will Levis when, uh, you know, he was in the draft process. He was pretty inconsistent in, in college at Kentucky. But uh, so far, it's only been two starts. I get it. But he's looked apart right now. So it looks like Tennessee has a guy right. to build off of. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I, I like what Will Levis has got going on. And I found myself watching him more than anything else when it came to Thursday night football. But that's how it got started. Week nine, the Steelers got the 20-16 to 16 victory over Tennessee. So, yep. so Lee, here we go. We've got uh, multiple plays yep. that we got, a couple NFL plays, and we've got a college football one that we're going to jump into. Let's start in the college game. Uh, Fifth-ranked Washington going up against 20th-ranked USC. The Huskies are minus three versus the Trojans. How do you see this one shaking out? I think the USC defense, I mean, both defenses are not good. Mm-hmm. But the USC defense is far worse. Last game against Cal, and remember Cal was like, I couldn't figure out what kind of offense they were running last year. They now switched to an air raid offense. They put up 49 points and 527 yards against USC. Wow. And they did it while turning the ball over four times. Look at numbers. Sometimes you get to, you know, midway, three quarters, 
uh, turn in the season, and numbers start making a difference. The Huskies outpace USC here in yards per attempt on offense, 10.3 to 9.4. And defense, they hold opponents to just 6.2 yards per play, whereas USC giving up 7.5. That's a difference combined of 2.2 yards per uh, play here if you're keeping score. Both quarterbacks are amazing. I mean, Michael Penix is great. Williams, amazing. Both so so equal here. Uh, I like sometimes to rate quarterbacks on a scale of 1 to 10, and I'll do it like, you know, 5.5, 6. I have them both rated at like a, a 9. They both have 24 touchdowns and six interceptions, identical. But USC is 0-6 against the spread the last six games. I think the Michael Penix-Heisman race is back on the tracks here, and he's picking up steam again. Washington Huskies, 48-42, which should be a fun game to watch here. Wow, that's going to be a good one. I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, that that's uh, that's that's good for Michael Penix, man. I do like him a lot. Yeah. Uh, like what he brings to the table, but uh, yeah, I do expect that one to be a really good one. Fifth-ranked Washington against 20th-ranked USC. Again, Lee Sterling is our guest from ParamountSports.com here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. NFC East. There's a nice little showdown going down between the Eagles and the Cowboys. The Eagles are seven and one the Cowboys are five and two and the line on this one the Eagles minus three versus Dallas Lee how are you seeing this one play out all right so I think Philadelphia is good but they've really only shown up once this, this year and that was against Miami that was a real good matchup for them Miami was depleted on the offensive line down three starters and two of the best three they're going to face Dallas and it looks like we're going to have Tyron Smith back. The eight-time Pro Bowl left tackle will be back for this game. He solidifies their offensive line. And then special teams. A lot of people you know, forget about special teams. Their kicker, Brandon Aubrey, <laughs> he has right now tied an NFL record by opening his career going 18 for 18 on field goals. He is money here. Jalen Hurts doesn't look the same. He's playing with a sore knee running a lot less. I mean, A.J. Brown is unguardable, but Dallas is secondary, has performed well, and if you have a good pass rush, that helps out a lot here, and Dallas has won and covered here for the last five in this meeting here. I think the time's right here. How about them Cowboys? Dallas outright pulls the upset 30 to 23. Ooh, there it is right there. A game that I think is really more important for the Cowboys than it is the Eagles uh, for multiple reasons, especially Dak, just because he needs to get that confidence. The team needs to get that confidence. And I'll tell you, Lee, this is a game that I went back and forth with so many times trying to decide who I think is going to win that one. But you broke it down yep. and uh, gave me a lot of reasons to like the Cowboys in that one. But uh, that's going to be a fun one. NFC showdown, uh, the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Again, with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Raider Nation Radio. 920. Well, let's close out this way, Lee. You know how we do. Allegiant Stadium is going to be the site on Sunday, 125 Pacific time kickoff. The Raiders hosting the Giants. The Raiders with Antonio Pierce as the interim head coach. The Raiders are 3-5. and five. Yeah. The G-Man are 2-6 and six with no Darren Waller. Uh, Raiders minus one versus the G-Man. How do you see this one playing out? I just think the G-Man are starting to come around. Are they a great team? No. But I believe they have the better defense. I mean, Max Crosby plays like he's two or three guys out there, but Someone else has got to step up. And right now, we're just not seeing it. And then offense, I mean, Aiden O'Connell, maybe he is the guy. I'm not sure. You know, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually met his, his, his two aunts when we were at uh, the Chicago game. We nice. met them in the breezeway. 
and they were very nice and they have confidence in him, but uh, it, it remains to be seen. And uh, if he gives us a decent effort, they got a chance, but sometimes you get, you got to say, you got to show me, you know, uh, mm-hmm. don't snow me. So I'm not sure yet. I've got my doubts yet about him and special teams, special teams haven't been special either. So uh, I think the giants are the right side here. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take the one point giants here and you got to score, got to score more than 20 points consistently or at least once in a while uh, to even beat the bad teams. I think it's going to be the Giants here, 24-17. There it is right there, 24-17. The Giants don't score a whole lot of points. The Raiders don't score a whole lot of points. It should be an interesting game. And the one thing, Lee, is like there's so much new. You know, like I I feel like that the Raiders have an opportunity to rally. You know how it is when there's some adversity and something new, teams rally. And there's an angle. You know, I mean, it's, it's shown up pretty well over the years playing the new coach the first game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was tempted to take it. I just think in this instance, um, it's going to be tough. I'm, yeah. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. <laughs> if I lose a game, let that be the game. Right. Let that be the game. I'm not mad at that at all. Again, the Raiders minus one versus the G-Men. Allegiant Stadium is the site. Week nine NFL action. Really good stuff, Lee, as always, my man. Anyone wants to reach out to you, get some more information from you, maybe some NBA action as well, what do they need yep. to do? Well, we, we've got a special going today. We've got all four sports going. We've got football. We've got NBA. We've got hockey and UFC for tomorrow. My top seven selections, not the normal price of a one-day all-access pass of 77 to $97 tonight, 17 bucks. That's right. Anyone can come up with 17 bucks. I mean, that's like two Happy Meals here. So <laughs> 17 bucks for seven plays, all four sports tonight, just one place. ParamountSports.com. There it is right there. Well, Gilder, really good stuff as always, Lee. Definitely appreciate you and your efforts. And, uh, of course, it's going to be a lot of fun this upcoming weekend. A lot of good college football action. Of course, NFL action on Sunday. Thanks so much as always, my man. It's great catching up with you, and I look forward to talking to you next Friday. Sounds good, Q. Take care. Be safe. Absolutely. There he is, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com on Twitter at Paramount Sports with us each and every Friday, normally at 4.30. 4.43 is the time. We'll take a quick break. we got some texts we want to get to. Again, 6640 North Durango is the spot. It's the location, Buffalo Wild Wings on this Friday. Wait, what? What's the thumbs up for? Oh, hey, there you go. I'm glad you said the giveaway. There you go. I'm glad you said that. That's right. It is Boyd Gaming. I forget. Today is, man. I'm glad you told me that, man. I, I almost I almost cheated someone. Right now, how about caller number nine? We're going to get you two tickets to the late-night magic show at the Orleans. But more importantly, you're going to get in to win two tickets to the Raiders versus the Jets at Allegiant Stadium. Thanks to Boyd Gaming, the official local casino partner of the Raiders. We'll, find, we'll announce the winner on Monday. But, yeah, man, Jared just saved the day. Someone's going to go to Allegiant Stadium next Sunday night to see the Jets, all because Jared saved the day and reminded me before I forgot. So, again, right now I'm trying to hook you up with two tickets to the Late Night Magic Show at the Orleans. But more importantly, that will get you in to win. Tickets to see the Jets at Allegiant Stadium going up against the Raiders. Sunday night football, primetime action. Call number 9, 702-365-9200. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920. It's been awesome, you know, definitely overwhelming to know the guys have, have my back and super supportive both vocally and, you know, how they treat me and stuff. And so um, that, that gives me a lot of confidence in myself, and, you know, I appreciate that a lot from them. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. 448 is the time. Shout out to Armando. He got hooked up with a couple pairs, or a couple tickets, not a couple pairs. I'm about to load him up, right? A couple tickets to the late night magic show at the Orleans. But more importantly, he's in to win two tickets to the Raiders-Jets game 
at Allegiant Stadium next Sunday. Raiders got back-to-back home games, and the Jets game is Sunday night football, so more prime time action. Look forward to that, of course. But thanks to Boyd Gaming, the official local casino partner of the Raiders. I want to say it's like the third time, third or fourth time we've done this with Boyd Gaming, so that's really cool. Uh, the winner, the grand prize winner, will be announced on Monday with the morning tailgate, Clay Baker, Lindsey Brown, and Vinny Bonsignor. So, um, yeah, that's, that's really cool. So shout-out to my guy Armando again. Uh, who got uh, who got hooked up with a pair of tickets and is more importantly, like I said, registered in to win those tickets to go see the Raiders and Jets. Also, got a couple more texts I want to get to as we uh, as we close out the show. Uh, this one's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Hey Q, we wanted to wish you a happy birthday, even though we're still upset at you. Just wanted to send some birthday vibes your way. Sincerely, Bruce Buffer, Cheryl from Livermore, and the guy who took your bag at the Super Bowl Radio Row, Sir Whiskey Ray. <laughs> That's a good one. That is a really good one. But the good thing is the guy who stole my bag, according to the LAPD, is actually in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's the black guy with the tan jacket. Who was sleeping approximately three feet behind you while you were being interviewed and being told that apparently I was a black guy with a, with a tan jacket. Jared, have you ever, outside of the experience in, at the Super Bowl with the LAPD, have you ever been uh, accused of or... Uh, mistaken for a black guy is this the part where i tell you i used to wear a lot of tall tees and (laughs) it's the funniest thing ever is that we're at the lapd we're not the lapd but we're at at the the super Super bowl Bowl. we're at the super bowl in the la convention center and i'm talking to the lapd about someone stealing my backpack uh because they did the first night that we were there for the super bowl monday night we go and uh you know come back and my bag's gone so they're like, well, we're going to go look at the film. So I'm thinking, okay, this is a good idea. They're going to go look at the film. Great. First of all, they spent hours looking at the film. And I was like, dude, can, can I look at it so I can tell you what it means? <laughs> I'm like trying to negotiate with them. And they're like, no, 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 this is private. I was like, okay, cool. Then they come back and they're like, we have a positive ID on someone. I was like, oh, great. Who is it? Well, it's a black guy with a tan coat. And I was like, really? And I realized in my mind at that time, even though it was like 3 in the morning, the only guy that I saw with a tan coat on was Jared who is nothing close to black. And, oh, by the way, he's my friend, and he's working with me. And I said, are you sure he's black? Yes, we're positive. We saw him on film. Can I see the picture? Oh, well, we can bring you the still photo. I said, that's fine. I could probably identify him. They showed me the still photo of Jared, who's in in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio right now, laughing hysterically. Because I had a mop of blonde hair that was, like, like razor straight. Right. Did I... Had Jimmy had Jimmy it, Butler dyed his hair from media day blonde, maybe? Maybe at best. It was really, really bad. And so at the same time, I said, um, that's not a black dude. And they said, are you sure? And I said, no, that's that dude. And I pointed at Jared, and they're like, well, there's some similarities. The similarities? What are, you t- are we looking at the same picture? What are we doing here? So I said, all right. This is what I spent the last three hours waiting for. I'm going back to the Airbnb. I'm done. This is cool. Well, we'll talk. We'll call you when we get the suspect. I was like, yeah, no need. No need. I see where this investigation is going. Uh, black guy, anywhere. He's, he's the one. Even if he's not a black dude. Even if he's the guy that's with me right now. So I realized that the LAPD was not going to give me any kind of help there. So, yeah, that was great. Come to find out, and they did find out who it was before I left there that week. It ended up being some crackhead. Uh, literally, it was a crackhead that they let uh, in the building without a credential and walked right by security like it was nothing. 
and so in, into the most secure building in the area, in their words, not mine, obviously. And he looked like a crackhead, and he just went. And the only reason he took my backpack is because it was big, because I had put my jacket in it, so it was a little bit, you know, it's, it's like it's a bigger bag. It looks like it's got a lot of stuff in it. And he was, and he saw our our uh, our backdrop from Raider Nation Radio 920. So it was a bunch of Raider symbols. So he put two and two together, similar to the LAPD, and he thought, oh. Black guy in front of Raiders, uh, in front of Raiders backdrop. He must be a player. There must be something expensive in that backpack. So that's why he took my backpack because he thought he was going to get something. Only to find out he stole my headphones and my laptop and was highly disappointed in what he got and my jacket that wasn't worth too much of anything. But similar, so it's funny how that happens, right? The LAPD and a crackhead had the same <laughs> ideas. <laughs> I just realized that. I just put that together. Crackhead and LAPD all thought the same thing. Black guy, guilty. Black guy, raider. <laughs> Funny how those two things went hand in hand. Never worked out for me. Didn't work out for the crackhead either. But, hey, thanks for bringing that back up, Sir Whiskey Ray. I do appreciate that. Well, by the way, Sir Whiskey Ray is just, like, what, keeping notes on, like, everything that's oh, ever yeah. been? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Sir Whiskey Ray is fantastic. He don't forget anything. He's like an elephant. Elephants are the animals that have great memories, right? I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, it's a saying. It's an idiom. Ele- ele- elephants don't forget. You know, I was I was wondering about that as we close out the show, and I don't I'm getting silly here, but I just thought about that. How do we know elephants don't forget? I'm pretty sure it's just one of those like we decided like I think we also decided that they're afraid of mice, and I don't know how you would ever be in a situation where an elephant's even record that would be like you being afraid of an ant. Well, just like not even an ant, like a a germ. You would be afraid of like a bacteria. You wouldn't even know that it was there. So. I think well, we're just making stuff up, man. I'm about to say I don't know about I don't know about I mean look I get the mice thing I mean those things move fast and so I can see an uh, elephant and I appreciating that but I don't know about the whole they got a good memory because I don't know what they remember because we don't know it's not like they tell us they're out here uh, taking tests <laughs> right yeah that's when it comes to that time of show <laughs> that's when it gets to that time of show when you start talking about the LAPD see how you do. Sir Whiskey Ray, you did us like that. Well, anyway, have a fantastic weekend. Anyone coming to the game, we'll see you at Allegiant Stadium. Meet us at the Torch. We'll be happy to hang out with you. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Have a great weekend. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.